What's going on, everyone? Tanner Poppet here, Madras and Poppet's Corner. Just reminding you guys that for the first time ever, Madras's sophomore album, Into the Aquatic Sector, is now being reissued for the first time on a two-CD set and vinyl LP. Now, with the CD set, will include a live bonus disc, a live soundboard recording entitled Live Aquatic from that specific era of the band's career. Available now only at nolifetomodelrecords.com. What was that link again? Oh, yeah. NoLifeToModelRecords.com. Now, let's check out the episode you came to see. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Poppets Corner. I'm thoroughly excited to be having the legend himself join me today, Mr. Blaze Bailey. Blaze, how you doing, man? Thanks again for giving Good. me a few minutes of your time. Good, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I've never been in a corner before with a poppet, and so far it's feeling good. Good. So good. thanks for thanks for having me. Sure, man. I'm looking forward to talking shop with you. Now, you released the War Within Me record last year, and we'll get to it, but I wanted to touch upon a few topics before that, if you don't mind. Now, one of the questions that I had for you was, you know, your evolution just based on, on your solo career. I'm just kind of curious how you feel about the musical growth just solely based on your, your solo career. Well... I've got, I think now it's uh, 12 studio albums. My new album is called War Within Me. And I think it could be my best album. A lot of my fans that have everything that I've done after Maiden since my Silicon Messiah album a lot of my fans are saying it's probably my best album. And for me, the most important reviews are the ones from the people that actually buy the music and understand what I'm trying to do. So if hardcore Blaze Bailey fans are saying that they think my new album is my best one, that's fantastic for me really really cool from when i started with wolf spain and then going on to iron maiden that's 25 something i think 25 years ago that i joined iron maiden and now to be making my best album it really does feel like a supreme achievement for me and I've been able to do it because I've had fantastic support from loyal fans around the world. You know, it's it hasn't been just me. People have stuck with me and pre-ordered my albums and visited my web shop and they've managed to keep me going. I'm living my dream right now. I'm a professional heavy metal singer and my fans support me and enable me to make the music that I want to make. And that's an incredible feeling. I'm very honored, very grateful. And I feel a certain amount of pressure in a way, in a good way, 
that it keeps me going. Okay. I've got to do my absolute best for my fans to make this the best album it can be. And with the pandemic, all this horrible stuff going on and things that are challenging all of us, I wanted to make a positive record. What I normally do with Chris Appleton, who's the co-producer and the co-writer, we will have a discussion at the start of the project, fairly loose. How do we want to feel at the end of the project? What is the feeling we want to have from this record? And we'll talk about that, and then we'll have that at the back of our minds as we're putting bits and pieces together and trying things. And on this, we knew we wanted something very positive. My fans have supported me, my ups and downs through thick and thin. I haven't always been my best. And my fans have supported me. They've stuck by me. And I wanted to do something. Now, when my fans, who've been waiting two years for the new Studio Blaze Bailey album, when they get it, they go, Oh, it's a good album. So that's the reaction I wanted. And I'm very lucky. A lot of people have said it's a great album or great Blaze Bailey album. So that's worked really well. I didn't expect it. So you just don't know. We're working on songs and we're going, that feels like a good bit. Yeah, I think it's good. You don't know if it's good. You just don't know until it's out there in the world and somebody else who's had nothing to do with the creative process is listening to it. You don't know if it's good. So then people say, oh, this is a good song. That's a good song. It came out first streaming before the CD and the vinyl. And people were saying, oh, it's good. War Within Me, the title song of the album came out. People were pleased with it. My fans liked it. And we thought, well, maybe it has worked. Maybe, maybe it is good then. And the reaction has been fantastic. And we've enjoyed playing the songs live on a little bit of touring that we've been able to do around the UK. Then it's felt really, really good. It's something I'm very proud of. We didn't know if it would work, but it seems to have worked. And fans have listened to it. And taken on board a lot of the messages. Some sure. of it is based on personal experience, my own challenges that I've had in my life, and facing up to things that sometimes it's not very comfortable to to look at yourself and go, you know what? I am not the kind of person that I would choose to hang out with if I knew who I was. So those values over the years have changed and doing what I'm doing now, everything came together and I wanted to do something that would give people a feeling of being empowered, of having control over 
their own life. And I know it sounds pretentious and cheesy, but that's heavy metal. We are pretentious and we are cheesy sometimes. And we don't care because mentally we're still 14. <laughs> so that is a part of it. And I wanted to go, yeah, I've said, I've used these words to get myself going sometimes. I've done this. And I question my own sanity. And I have difficult days. And we all do. And I wanted to get that on the record and also celebrate the fact that it is possible to come through difficult times. We don't think about it when it's happening to you. The world feels like it's ended or you don't want to go on. But there is the other side of the storm. Every storm ends. That's the song on this album. And after every darkness, there's a dawn. So I, I really wanted to get those ideas onto the album. Something sure. deeply personal. I feel like I'm talking to my fans when I'm doing doing this album and doing the vocals for it. I really felt like I was trying to speak to my fans so that when they got this album, after two years, they haven't had any new music from Blaze Bailey, whether they're in the headphones, in the car, in the bedroom, wherever, in the gym, they put on the Blaze Bailey War Within Me album and they go, oh, they can escape. Uh, that's what I wanted to do. And hopefully then it's worked. Absolutely. And I think I think it, you, yeah, you're almost devaluing yourself. I think this is a great metal record, not not just a great bass bailey record or blaze bailey record but a great metal record in general and and i i love the production of it i love your vocals are certainly a huge step it, especially you've been doing this almost 40 50 years at this point so it's like it's amazing that your voice is held up this well and it, you could still make a record that that um is all also positive but it's also really heavy because i love the 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 first track obviously the title track is a is a almost a speed metal riff but it comes in and it just hits you in the fucking teeth and uh yeah i really love this and and when i was listening to this i noticed i noticed something with with you is is that you know most musicians kind of rely on a record on a big time record label to get their stuff out there and with you i know you primarily do a lot of this yourself so my question is is how valuable is it to have that specific control rather than rely on a record label especially for for an old veteran such as yourself well that's a good question and the truth is that I had very uncomfortable relationships when i've been with record labels so i had an opportunity i went to a distributor it's the biggest independent distributor in the uk i said hello i'm blaze bailey i want to start my own record company and it was just numbers the guy just gets on his machine da, 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 da. oh i see you've done this with iron maiden okay we'll sign you and i just deliver my music to them they distribute it for me digitally with downloads and to shops 
And also, I still retain the right to sell my CDs at my concerts and on my web shop. So I am the record company. And that freedom is incredible for me. That's what I battled, had arguments with people at record companies, with record producers as well. And I don't want it. And on this album, the total creative vision is there from the lyric, the riff, right through to the mixing and where you place the guitar and the vocal and everything to create the journey, what's loud, where to engage my listener to take them on the journey I want them to be on with the artwork. And I'm so, so lucky to have this amazing artist. He does a lot of stuff for Maiden as well. Incredible, incredible guy. Do my artwork. So gifted. He's done this artwork and I want something that represents each of the songs on the album. And it's just been fantastic. So I've been very lucky in doing that, but it is a fight for freedom. And I've learned to be a record producer because I wanted to produce my own records. And I do that with Chris Appleton, who's an incredibly talented musician, engineer and producer in his own right. And we bang, we clash a lot but in the end we're fighting the same battle to get these ideas these stories to make sense and draw you in so that you forget about the rest of your day the rest of your life for that small amount of time you're listening to the blaze bailey album we want you to forget your life take you away on a little journey where you go, yeah, I can pull myself up. My future is in my own hand. I can make it to the end. I can get to the other side of the storm because I'm a freak and different and broken. I can heal, I can grow strong, and I can make my way. That's the idea that we wanted to put over. One song is called. Stephen Hawking, the unstoppable Stephen Hawking. And it's not about his incredible discoveries in science. Amazing. You can't take that away. This is a man. They said, most people in your condition are dead in three years. That's what his doctor told him. And that was 49 years before. And he's still working. I mean, he can't even speak. He's in a wheelchair. Can't even, but his brain is there. And he's so smart. He's learned to use a machine to speak, write books. And, you, you know, for me, that's the hero. And that's what I wanted to celebrate with that song. And all of the songs on the album, I think, maybe apart from Witch's Night, which is a bit more introspective and talks about the darkness of some 
dreams and suicidal thoughts and explores that. Then the rest of the song, it's trying to get that positive juice out of life. And um, I'm hoping that in some small way that this Blaze Bailey album for my fans will just be a little window in through the pain and misery that so much of a so much of the year has been and the last couple of years ago yeah i can forget about that i'm listening to my blaze album absolutely it certainly has helped me throughout my day i can tell you that much so thank you for for that well, and being, for being, that, being a, a, a massive fan of yours especially with the silicon messiah record i mean to me that's a that's one of my all-time favorite record metal records in general the overall tone from andy sneep on that one just rules and again this is no slouch so not even not discrediting the uh the war within me record so i want to move to a different subject and and a, a recent article came out that old music was destroying new music and i'm just curious for you being a veteran right it, i'm just kind of curious to where most of your fans listen to a blaze bailey record do they buy a lot more cds and vinyls than say listen to on a streaming platform or where do most people of especially an again an old veteran like yourself releasing new music where do you, you find most of the growth that again gaining new listeners well <laughs> we're nerdy geeks and we're collectors and that's who we are that's that's a part of being a heavy metal fan and we want the music as soon as we can get it and sometimes we will wait to have the cd or the vinyl in our hands and we don't feel that we are complete we don't own that thing that feeling unless we have it in our hand and that's i think a lot of us in the world of rock and metal we like to own it and have it and collect it we have a record collection that's just normal with streaming platforms then it has its place for me if you go on Spotify and look for Blaze Bailey, then if you're already on Spotify or one of the other uh, streaming platforms, it's like the radio. I don't get on mainstream radio or TV. So, oh, you're in a band. Yeah, it's called Blaze Bailey. Oh, check it out on Spotify. Check it out on iTunes. And it's cost almost nothing for that person to hear what I'm like. So. Well, they can decide if they want to hear more of me or not. The two things don't cancel out for me. Streaming means that people who would never be able to get the CD from the shop can still get the music. And it also means that people can get it whenever they want, that new fans that discover me from a Wolfsbane days, from Iron Maiden, from working with all the incredible bands that I do guest vocals for and different performances, find out about me. They can just check it on a streaming platform. They go, oh, okay, 
what is it on Spotify? Oh, actually, maybe I'll check another couple of things. So for me, there's no downside to the um, the digital world, but I am very, very small. So I'm a tiny artist in the scheme of things. I'm not a million selling artist. I'm not John Bon Jovi or um, Bruce Springsteen or anybody like that i'm tiny because i've been in the biggest heavy metal band in the world in iron maiden i played stadiums i played huge theaters and all of that i do things on my own now in, in my own way I, I play some big festivals and then i play some intimate shows and some bigger ones so doing things that way is the way I like to be. So I get to, before all of the pandemic, every show, every headline Blaze Bailey show, there was a free meet and greet. On my whole US tour last time, every concert, there's a free meet and greet after the concert, sometimes before, but a free meet and greet to every gig so I can say thank you to my fans for supported me and so because i'm so small then streaming doesn't take away any of my cd sales or vinyl sales because my fans are so hardcore they go no i want the vinyl i want the cd i'm waiting for it but i'll listen to it streamed first or on youtube or whatever so it doesn't affect me because i'm so small but for bigger artists it's a real problem. They need to sell those bits of plastic and the adjustment that it's taken for them to go, hang on, our profit is from bits of plastic, hundreds of thousands or a couple of million bits of plastic, but all the bits of plastic, we don't make them anymore. Now it's like a, a fraction of that for something that's streamed. For those guys, it's a problem. But it hasn't been such a problem for me. It's been a way for me to get to people that wouldn't have listened to me before. People discover me and they sometimes it's through the X Factor album with Iron Maiden or Virtual Eleven. Some people go, Bruce sounds really different on these albums. And then they find out it's actually me singing on the album and they go down the Blaze Bailey rabbit hole, discover my catalogue and sometimes they get new fans. And sometimes there are still a lot of people that hate me for being an Iron Maiden. And, and for me, that's great because they're always very, very loud. They're always saying how bad Blaze Bailey is. Well, they're talking about my name. I don't know them. They know me and they're always talking about me. So even if they say I'm tragic for Iron Maiden, well, Iron Maiden's still going. I actually loved being an Iron Maiden. I love the two albums that I did. It's fantastic working with the guys in Iron Maiden, everything that I learned. I found an extra part of my voice I didn't even know that I had when I was working with Steve Harris in the studio and writing songs. Incredible. And now, after more than 25 years 
I'm doing my own album, War Within Me, and I'm producing it. I own the label, which is tiny. I'm the only one on it. And I have the artwork that I want. So it's incredible, really. I'm living my dream. And the people that have made that possible, it's my fans that have given me their support. And the incredible team of people around me that work so hard, my manager, the people that run my web shop, and some dear friends and family that supported me and got me through. So now I'm in a, a great situation where I've bought out possibly, since Silicon Messiah, possibly some fans are saying the best album I've ever done. And at this stage in my career, that feels like a fantastic achievement. Absolutely. And it absolutely should. So it's a great, like I said, it's a great sounding record. Um, now I want to shift gears again here and just typically with these interviews, I like to get the, the guests, you know, almost entire musical career, but I'm not going to obviously do that today. But what I do want to ask you is, is can you give me some of your first kind of just recollections of kind of just hearing music for the first time? And I'm, I'm generally curious, what were the first bands that, that initially, got you into music in general my uh just at high school isn't it really when when metal or rock really started I, I started listening to it as a young man we i, I lived in a, a trailer with my mom and we didn't have a tv but my mom had a, a stereo and she always bought records all different sorts of artists from musicals to reggae and some rock occasionally so i think just listening to the radio i read a lot more um that was how i kind of started and there's no prejudice back then about what music i, I was listening to I was just a little kid so we had great chart music and crap as well in every era there is crap worthless pop uh, you know and there is also genius and often the crap worthless pop keeps the genius out the charts back then every sunday there was the chart rundown the top 40 and you only had bbc radio then so every sunday if you were in the charts they played your record if you're in the top 40. Well, of course, occasionally, Motorhead, Maiden, Priest, they were in the top 40, and you'd hear these things. When I was at high school, my friend there had a really good, he bought a really good record player, and we'd be in his room, and he would borrow records off his older brother, and we one of the first records we listened to on his new system was song remains the same by led zeppelin and it was a trip i was just like wow this is incredible and i remember a few weeks later he said listen to this it was really scary really really disturbing i remember thinking oh you know it was the first black sabbath album and I would never have thought then that years later I'd be a huge Black Sabbath fan, but that was it. We listened to Led Zeppelin, Sabbath, Sex Pistols were in the charts. 
a lot of punk maiden were coming through then and judas priest and all of that so that's where it started really for me listening to those albums early on and just having good music a lot of good music on the radio then it, it was good well I, li I remember listening to those early albums that that first black sabbath album the led zeppelin album and ozzy osbourne and then it was when i saw ronnie james dio perform in birmingham on the holy diver tour that was the night that really changed my life i liked singing and i liked rock and metal and when i saw ronnie james dio sing children of the sea that was a moment that was an epiphany for me that a man could sound so powerful and so sweet so vulnerable it was incredible i was working the night shift that night and i got back to work and i thought well what am i going to be doing if i don't do anything this is going to be my life and then i thought well if i could do anything what would i do and the answer came like a bolt of lightning i would be exactly like ronnie james dio i'll be a singer in a rock band and two of the world and that's my life from that from then that dream then something happened to me and that's my life and here i am a full-time professional heavy metal singer living my dream and i met ronnie james dio several times over the years he was very encouraging a gentleman i had the privilege to stand on stage at the vacan festival watching from the side of the stage as well as well as seeing uh many of his concerts so an incredible feeling really that that man gave to me and he was the inspiration for me becoming serious about being a uh, heavy metal singer it's his fault <laughs> it's a good it's a, it's a great influence to have man i will absolutely ab it, that, that's a absolute fact there but uh so let's let me shift gears here towards the uh the war within me record and there are three tracks and obviously you've named uh one of the 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 three individuals that you had uh wrote about on here and i'm just kind of curious your reasonings for each of the three obviously there's alan turning uh nicholas tesla and of course stephen hawkins but the album started to come together when we got the right order i wanted to do songs about these guys as scientists and what they achieved I like writing about these things and real characters over the years. I've done it a few times on my albums. And then I I thought, well, maybe we should put them all together, the three scientists on the record. And Nikola Tesla, a genius, and his experiments, um, where they were going, possibly could have led to free electricity in the world it would have solved the world's power problems possibly 
And the psychic part of Nikola Tesla dreaming about a water wheel and Niagara Falls. And then years later, he's building for Westinghouse the first hydroelectric power plant in the world. Machines that have never been made before. He's invented them and designed them. And Westinghouse said to the guys on the project, is this going to work? And they said, we don't know. Only Nikola knows how it all fits together. Nikola Tesla. And it did, of course, and it's still going strong. And I liked this thing of him being an outsider. Then with Alan Turing, he was an outsider as well in society. Yet his work perhaps is vital and it can be argued that his work perhaps saved the UK from starvation in the Second World War. And also, he's the godfather of computing. He invented computing in one way. What I find very interesting is it's called the Turing test. That is, testing artificial intelligence. Is it smart? How smart is it? But it starts with the premise of a man is in a room. He hears a voice he doesn't see. And if that voice persuades him, the man in the room, that it's human, it's passed the Turing test. But it's a computer. And so it starts with this. The human is in the room distrusting. The machine is lying because the machine does not say, hello, I am a machine. It says, hello, I'm a human and I'm going to make you believe I'm human. That's the Turing test. It starts with this dilemma. <coughs> well, if artificial intelligence is the next level of intelligence above humans if it's the next evolution what does it mean that it starts the dialogue between the humans and the artificial intelligence starts with lies and distrust what world is it so that's a part of that song alan turing with the greatest feeling of being you know wanting to help the world and save the country was thinking oh yeah ai is going to be a great benefit but will it since you have to lie and distrust each other you can't be equals what's going to happen in that situation and alan turing himself was an outsider in society and treated horrendously by the government that he worked for so that's that part of it, the unstoppable Stephen Hawking, because 
49 years later, they're still going, doing incredible things that I don't think I would have managed to do, man. I think I, I, I don't think I would have been strong enough to live scrunched up in a wheelchair, learn practically a different language way to communicate. I don't think I could have done it, but he did it and he kept going. Absolutely. Now, now that you have your, your team in place with obviously, you know, Chris Appleton and, and, and everyone at, uh, at the blaze Bay, the camp, when can we expect a new, new record from you guys? Well, I think, it's gonna be it's gonna be a couple of years between studio albums. When my manager said to me, "When can I expect it for the War Within Me album?" We did three albums in three years with three tours with the Infinite Entanglement trilogy, and that's my greatest achievement in music in my career to do that. Three albums telling one story that's a lot and to to get real quality something that's significant and meaningful i feel you need a bit of distance so i had two years to make to get away from things and let naturally let things bubble up and that's the war within me album so i think it'll be a couple of years. The next thing that I have is a Wolfsbane album. We managed to get together in the same room, observing all the restrictions, and we've made a Wolfsbane album. And Jace Edwards is mixing it now and doing the final touches to the recording. He's a producer of the album. And that will be out in June. And we're doing a small tour around the UK in June. So that's very, very exciting. It's a long time since the last Wolfsbane album, Wolfsbane Saves the World. So this is very, very exciting. And it sounds more Wolfsbane than Wolfsbane. And in a, a few weeks, I hope that we'll have the title for you and everything. But the next big release is going to be a Wolfsbane release. I love it. I'm looking forward to that. That's fucking awesome. Um, now, lastly, Blaze, I want to thank you so much again for giving me a few minutes of your time here. Go ahead and shoot out all your links for people to, to obtain this. I, I think it's a total classic for me. Every song rules on the uh, War Within Me record. Where can people find it? Go to blazebailey.net or blazebaileyshop.com and you can find it there, the hard copies. Go to Spotify and find Blaze Bailey. And my whole catalogue, everything is there on Spotify too. So I'd like to say a huge thank you to all my fans and everybody that supported me. And I'm not big, I'm tiny. So all I would ask is if you like the War Within Me album, and some of the other things I do, please tell a friend and send them a link. And if you don't like what I do, don't tell anybody about me. I love it. Well, Blaze, thank you very much again. And for another episode of Popper's Corner, guys, we're out of here. Cheers. <laughs>